Hello and welcome to the Endpoint Zone. My name is Simon May. I am uh, Microsoft's only enterprise devices infrastructuralist. It's a pretty hard title to say, but I'm not thinking you can say that infrastructuralist. Yeah, it's it's really tough. Infrastructuralist. There's too many too many vowels in there, <laughs> isn't there? And you're trying to say it five times is just basically impossible. Of course, your job title is equally difficult to uh, to actually say. Corporate Vice President, Enterprise, Client and Mobility yep. at Microsoft. Yep. Uh, this is Brad Anderson, and uh, we're going to have a look at the um, past month of Enterprise Mobility. Have a look at the news from uh, ourselves, our partners. Really kind of delve into some of the backstage stuff inside of Microsoft as well. And try and help people really understand where we come from from an enterprise mobility yeah. point of view. I mean, tennis, can I make this a monthly affair and yeah. get together and it's on a regular basis talk about what happened in the previous month? Yeah, I think it's a good place to actually kind of go through the, um, we've got this kind of sports thing, go through the plays that have been made in the market <laughs> in the past month, just kind of uh, try and emphasize some of the cool stuff. Yeah, I was giving these guys a, back, a lot of bad, you know, a bad time here. Like, who came up with this concept of the end? I love it, the endpoint zone. Yeah. Someone's got too much time on their hands. It, it, yeah, it's, uh, it's definitely a, um, uh, an after hours event. This yeah, is getting the, uh, getting the decks done. So um, the first thing, uh, you couldn't really miss it over the course of the past month, iOS. Yeah. iOS 8, some amazing stuff yep. in there. What are we doing around iOS 8? Yeah. So here, first of all, I think the, uh, my, my favorite part of the announcement was the fact that, you know, U2 has given out one of their, uh, their, their newest album mm -hmm. for free on iTunes. And, yeah. you know, you better believe that we were all over that. It's one of my favorite groups all time. But, you know, I, I think the way that I would characterize a lot of the announcements on iOS 8, and of course, we've been working closely with, with Apple on this for, for months and months and months. Um, they really are taking a lot of the input that they're hearing from enterprise organizations in terms of what their needs are to really, truly make their devices more usable in the enterprise. And so, you know, in terms of what they announced, they, they, they made a set of announcements around things like security and productivity. Um, I thought some pretty cool announcements around some things to browse, I'll talk about real fast, and then some MDM-specific pieces. But, you know, in terms of, like, security, they've done some things where you can actually get very, very specific now on how your mail is encrypted using SMIME. You can actually mm -hmm. do encryption, you know, on a per-email basis. In terms of productivity, a lot of innovation, a lot of new things going into the email application as well as calendaring. So the ability to see, for example, are your colleagues busy in, in, you know, when you're calendaring, something yep. Alex has been, been able to do for, what, a decade? Absolutely, um, yeah. And then like in the email application, you can mark app or emails as being read or unread. You can actually you know, configure it so any external uh, addresses comes in as read, so you don't accidentally send something to, That's to really somebody. That's really cool. That's their, their managed domains functionality yep. that they've built into the, um, into the operating system. Uh -huh. yep. So nice to have that. And, and another part of that managed domain that I thought was pretty cool is inside of, Afari, uh, inside of a Safari now, when you download a document that comes from the enterprise domain, it actually flags that as special, and you can actually put policies into what applications are authorized to open up those docs that came from the enterprise domain. That's really cool. That's, that's a cool feature. That's going to be kind of something that you can leverage a little bit later down the line, I'm thinking. Well, you know, all the concept that we're talking about in the market about whether it's secure content lockers, containers, you know, this is just more infrastructure in the operating yeah. system that I think we can just tie into for sure. And then finally, there are a couple of MDM settings, you know, the ability, for example, to prevent users from adding their own settings or erasing the device. Mm -hmm. um, and then they also have added some capabilities. You can now actually do authentication using certificates. And it's funny, I was actually meeting with a Fortune 100 company on money, and that was one of the, the, the yeah, requirements the that they things. had was to do that. Yeah, so overall, I think a, a nice set of enhancements that came out in iOS 8 uh, that, we'll, that we'll definitely integrate with. And we just, you know, published a blog on there. We'll support these things day one, mm -hmm. you know, and that's one, I think, one of the benefits of deploying uh, Intune and using Intune is because it's a service, day one when these new capabilities come out, we're able to update the service and immediately they, they flow down to you and you can use them. Yeah, it's one of the things that I thought was pretty incredible. When you look at the, um, at the blog post that you released, and I, I was just going through there and I was thinking, wow, our customers don't have to do anything. Yep, there's nothing that's they have to do, honestly. Utterly incredible. Yeah. They, they just get all of the latest features that are supported inside of the operating system as soon as, 
as soon as they turn it on, they'll be able to add iOS 8 devices mm -hmm. as soon as a user updates the device. And, you know, and I just have this strong belief that enterprise mobility management should be delivered from the cloud through a cloud service. Mm -hmm. And it's just because of the amount of churn. You know, we're now having to track updates in Windows and iOS and in Android and you know, all the different flavors of Android, if you will. And so we are constantly updating the service. If you were having to do that on-premise, you would be constantly having to update all your on-premises capabilities where we're able to do it for you now. And then in the benefit of what we do with this unified device management where we connect config manager with Intune, mm -hmm. you know, we'll publish these things called a weave pack up into Intune, which automatically flow down into SCCM and update the SCCM console so you can do all your administration from SCCM. Yeah, and I love the one single pane of glass yeah. approach. I think most people are going to are actually latching onto that really mm -hmm. strongly. Every IT guy that I talk to where they say, hang on, I don't need to go and learn all of this new stuff. I can just do it from what I already know. And then when I talk to the top-down parts of the organization, the fact that they don't have to be thinking about how do I retrain my staff? That's right. That's a huge thing. And I think we're in this place, like you know, many things in the industry, where, where there's some new you know, need that comes out or some new solution. You could say, talk about maybe enterprise mobility management is that. But then as it kind of crosses the chasm, it consolidates with other things. Mm. And I think what we're seeing right now in the market is, is this consolidation of enterprise mobility management with PC management. Because mm -hmm. organizations do want one tool that they use Absolutely. to manage all the users at their device, or all the devices that their users work on. And I think that's one of the, the, the advantages or one of the benefits that Microsoft brings to the table that nobody else does is that unified management for deep, rich PC management as well as deep, rich mobility management of your mo mobility devices all done through the SCCM console. Yeah, so we're, we're in a fantastic position. What about the other folks that had some announcements yeah. over the past couple of weeks? They, there was yeah. some interesting stuff at AirWatch and, uh, and over in VMware itself at VMworld and AirWatch yeah. Connect. Um, you published a great blog post about um, your thoughts on VMworld. What about Airwatch Connect as well? Okay. So first on VMworld, I, I thought there were a number of um, you know, pretty, um, pretty neat announcements, if you will, on the data center side. Uh, but on their end user computing side, I just didn't really think that there was really anything yeah. new. You know, now hats off to VMware. You know, they've, they've acquired Airwash, they've acquired Desktone, they've acquired um, CloudVice. They've been doing a lot of acquisitions to build up a, a set of capabilities that has customer value. But really, there was nothing new. You know, they announced a partnership with NVIDIA and, and Google around Chromebooks and accelerating high-definition video. But, you know, Citrix had done that announcement a year ago. They came out with a suite that they called Workspaces, which was an exact copy of Citrix's name from, from, uh, from their event back in May. Yeah. No, so I, I didn't think there was anything new there. Um, and we're just finishing up uh, the what, what's called AirWatch um, Connect. Did yeah. I get the name right? Yeah, that was like um, Would have loved to attend that, but actually they, they wouldn't allow us. No, that's always nice. Yeah. You know, so you know, I, I've always thought kind of in a world of competition, you should allow everyone to come, and you know, they, they actually wouldn't allow us to come. Um, but we, as we watched the announcements, you know, a couple of things that I saw there. Uh, you know, one, they announced a, a set of things that actually mirror a lot what, what was announced from Apple. So they mm -hmm. announced some enhancements in their inbox or their email yeah, application. Their application yeah. And they announced something that's called an enterprise chat. You know, mm -hmm. so I look at that and I go, you know, you know today I think that, that, that there are a number of customers that use that, but eventually I think they're all either going to use the inbox email application that comes either on Windows, iOS, or Android, or they're going to use Outlook. Yeah. They're going to use Office in the long term. So, you know, I think they're, they're, they're interesting announcements, but long term I don't think that they have a lot of bearing for the industry. It's, a, it's really strange that you end up with a, um, with a situation where you have to create point solutions just to make things work mm -hmm. inside of that. And it's a, I, I'm, I'm never quite sure whether users want another chat application. Yeah, and, and, they, and they don't. They don't. It, and and the reality is, you know, as, as we've been out, you know, for the last couple of years, really trying to understand the needs around mobility management, 
you know, these email applications that have been written by whether it's Good or Mobileye or AirWatch, no one's really happy with them. Mm. Uh, they're just not. And they, they have yeah. teams who are working their hardest to try to innovate and deliver a great email application, but it's never going to be as rich as Outlook. It's never going to be as rich as the inbox application. And I just think over the next couple of years, we're going to see a convergence where people are going to standardize on either the inbox app or on Outlook. And, of course, we're going to support both. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I think it's a, we have to you know, support lots of platforms, and, um, uh, and there are so many out there. As you say, the, um, the approach that we have of building out into a hybrid cloud mm -hmm. makes this so great for people. So if we move on to thinking about giving these guys a little bit of a view inside of the decision-making process yeah. inside of Microsoft, why do we make this kind of decision that it's great to have the cloud as the extensibility point? Yeah. You know, um, there, there's a couple of things that, that, that really apply into that, but more than anything, it's just the agility and the ability for us to react quickly, which then enables our customers to react quickly. You know, when let's kind of think about the evolution from maybe a little bit of config manager and then, you know, um, add on to that what we're doing with Intune, because I really think about those as additive, not as an either-or. Yeah. You know, Config Manager, you know, I remember when I first joined the company back in 2003, we released SMS 2003, and then we, you know, released an R2 and an R3, but then, you know, 2007 and then 2012, but for the most part, you kind of had this, you know, year and a half mm -hmm. time frame between, between releases. Yeah. And, you know, I know a lot of customers get frustrated where they would have a, a, a request, they'd have an enhancement, we'd say, man, that's a great idea, you'll get it in a year and a half, or you'll get it in two years in the next release, and that, you know, that was frustrating for us, that was frustrating for customers. In a world where you were really having to track just updates to Windows, and that's what SCCM did for the majority of its life, it was just, mm -hmm. you know, we would revolve around updates for Windows. You know, maybe that was acceptable. But in a world where you've got, you know, annual or multiple releases a year of Windows, iOS, and Android, the amount of churn, the amount of innovation, the amount of things that we need to do to keep up with what's happening in the industry is really huge. Mm. And so we're saying, let's take that burden on Microsoft. We'll be able to host all of this and make those changes rather than pushing that costly to every organization in the world to constantly update all of their, their platforms, their infrastructure, their, their services. And, and so we do that for them. The other thing is, is quite literally in a services architecture, and, and, you know, and we didn't just take Config Manager and go host it up in the cloud. That's what some of our competitors have done. Yeah. Like, you know, like effectively AirWash just takes their on-premises product and they host it you know, in the quote-unquote cloud. Mm -hmm. We actually have re-architected to where literally the Intune service is made up of a set of microservices, and every one of my people managers that has a team below him or her is responsible end-to-end -end for a microservice, and they can update that at will every day, every week, completely independent of the rest of the service. Mm -hmm. So literally, we're going to be in the position where we can be updating every single day and adding new value, and as we see telemetry coming in, reacting. So, you know, in, in, a, in a world where architecture matters, and I'm actually, you know, putting together a set of blog posts that literally is entitled Architecture Matters, mm -hmm. Our cloud architecture of how we've built Intune and Azure Active Directory Premium is going to enable us to be far more innovative and far more agile than anybody else in the industry that's currently working in enterprise mobility. Yeah, and another fantastic post. I'll make sure we have get some um, links at the bottom of the show, but um, the AD guys have actually just started to kind of pull back the covers a bit and explain a little bit yeah. about what they're doing around yeah. Azure AD Premium and how that's actually yeah. building out. And it's a, it's a super inter interesting place to be because we have a fantastic kind of um, platform for enabling the MDM side. We have a fantastic identity platform. We have a fantastic protection platform, and it does make it completely unique. Yeah, AAD just blows my mind. Yeah. You know, in, in, a, in a kind of a high volume week right now, we'll do 18 billion authentications. Yeah. You know, it makes That's you want to do Dr. Evil impressions. You know, but 18 billion uh, authentications, and it's such an amazing platform. And you know, on that on that my reaction to VMworld post, I talked a lot about what I thought made us different. And all of our identity management, our ability to actually identify and block um, attacks that are coming in through the enterprise mobility suite that nobody else in the industry can do. 
our ability to protect at the file level, which mm -hmm. nobody else can do. I mean, th there's some real differentiators that we have in the enterprise mobility suite that nobody else does that I would encourage people to really get educated on. Yeah, I think that we do just have this yeah. overall fantastic setup. Um, we're going to talk to our customer now okay. who, um, who's tried uh, some of this. They've put together um, Azure Active Directory. They've used Windows Intune. So we're going to have a, a quick chat via Skype with, uh, with one of our customers. Awesome. Okay, so we're joined now by uh, Andre. Andre is actually AVP, Global Infrastructure Services at ABM. They are one of our customers. Can you give us a little bit of a background about the company? Sure. Uh, ABM is a very large company. It's got over 100,000 employees, and it's actually a very large company that very few people have heard of because of the services we provide. We provide such a multitude of services. You can actually be running by or walking by an ABM employee uh, in your commercial building, in your airport, in your stadium. Uh, we provide commercial cleaning services. We provide clinical engineering, electrical and lighting. Uh, you know, one day we might be fixing a uh, an X-ray machine uh, at a hospital, or even cleaning the hospital, or uh, even being the person that screens your baggage or uh, takes your boarding pass to board an, uh, an airplane. Yeah, I think I've uh, actually yeah. seen the logo on some of the on some of the uh, the people in the security lines there. So you got a very distributed global and mobile workforce. We do. Again, over 100,000 employees, uh, and we now operate in over 30 countries. Okay, so I know you're, you're, you're taking advantage of both SCCM and Intune. I'd love to understand more about how are you using Intune and then you know, how are you using that in conjunction with Config Manager? Absolutely. So with Intune, we, uh, we looked at it as a way to start corralling the client, client devices out there. Uh, one of our biggest challenges has been that uh, many of our machines are not domain joined yeah. or, or they're not necessarily operating in a corporate office where they have... Uh, connectivity necessary to uh, have that rich end user experience. So we wanted to leverage Intune uh, initially to start corralling those devices, at least have an agent on there, get an idea of their inventory, and then integrate that information um, into uh, System Center Config Man so that we have actually a single pane of glass to look at inventory. Um, it was just icing on the cake that Microsoft actually started focusing into it as a, an MDM solution as well. Uh, later on down the line. Yeah, so right now, you know, give us an idea of kind of the scale of the number of devices and the kinds of devices that you're managing through Intune. Name it. We've got thousands of devices uh, now on Intune. Uh, it started as a trickle with hundreds, and we've just been growing it on a daily basis. Um, and quite frankly, we even, we even look at using Intune as a way to integrate companies we acquire. Oh, cool. if, they're, if they're not already leveraging System Center Config Man, we can just slap the Intune agent on there, get an idea of what we're dealing with, uh, make sure it's running the basics like AV and you know, that we're, we're not going to be harming it you know, by slapping software on there because they're running low on disk space or something yeah. like that. And then we can basically leverage Intune to run scripts that actually make those devices domain joined, puts them in SCCM, et cetera. You know, that's actually a very common use case that we're seeing where, you know, especially organizations like you that are very distributed, very mobile, you've got, you know, users who have their personal device or corporate device, or whether they be Windows, iOS, Android, you need to bring them under some level of control and then integrate it with Config Manager through that unified device management. Awesome. So tell us, you know, you, you had options in the market. Why, why go with Intune over others? You know, that's a good question. Uh, with Intune, we, we really appreciated the fact that there was that integration with SCCM. Um, it also made a lot of sense for us because we're, 
We're a Microsoft uh, partner. We're a Microsoft shop. We leverage the entire System Center suite. Um, and the fact that this was a cloud tool that integrated well with our infrastructure was very key. Um, we, like I said, we do have a small, small use for AirWatch in our environment, uh, but those that, that really focuses on uh, field-facing devices, a really small population. Okay, that's great. And you know, it's interesting as you're talking. You know, one of the questions that I often get uh, with our cloud services, you know, some of the places you have your employees are very are very security conscious. But yet you as the, you know, the AVP of the global infrastructure services are comfortable with the work that we've done at Microsoft to secure and protect whatever data is up in the cloud, correct? Uh, yes, I am, but that's only through the significant discussions and sure. education that I've gotten uh, working with Microsoft executives and, and the sales teams and, and actually the teams in Redmond as well. Um, the big turning point for me was actually getting to understand how Microsoft IT works and how Microsoft actually manages that underlying infrastructure that supports the Azure cloud. Um, you know, the fact that employees actually aren't given access, yep. no one has access, and that, they, the, that a ticket actually has to be opened by a customer to request things to be done. And only at that point is someone given access to do their job. And once that job is complete, that, uh, that permission is taken away. So it's a very restrictive uh, security model that, matter of fact, we ourselves are actually entertaining implementing because it's, uh, it, it's, it's just a great way to do things. Yeah, that's definitely what I find. You know, initial concerns, initial um, you know, concerns that people have about using some of these cloud services, it's more of an education issue. Once we help organizations, individuals get educated on exactly what we've done here in our certifications, then a lot of those concerns you know, do get, do get um, remedied or, or taken care of just like what you said. So. What else? Yeah, so I was thinking um, you're also using um, Azure Active Directory. Mm. What, do you, what kinds of things are you using Azure AD for? Oh boy. Um, <laughs> so we're using Azure AD for a number of things. Uh, for one thing, uh, a lot of people don't know uh, out there that Azure AD is actually um, something that's used for Office 365, mm -hmm. uh, especially for those organizations that do integration uh, where they're doing hybrid environments. Your uh, in-house Active Directory is actually integrated with uh, Azure AD. Yep. Um, where we where we were really excited and why we became an Azure AD premium customer um, is because we wanted to be able to leverage the, the self-service capability. We wanted to be able to leverage the um, the multi-factor authentication. And you know, in in the security space, uh, companies worldwide are and retail organizations, et cetera, they're all looking at implementing MFA um, because it really raises the level of security in the environment and prevents a lot of the, the data theft that's going on right now or across the world. Yeah, literally a bunch of these attacks mm. that we've all read about over the last six months, how many of those could have been prevented yeah. had people been using the AAD premium component that's a part of the uh, the, the, the um, EMS suite from Microsoft, so. Yeah, absolutely, and Actually, the other part of that suite, which is just fantastic, is the reporting as well. Yeah. That reporting, again, could have helped so so easily mm -hmm. here. We could have had the, the machine learning that tells you that things are out of pattern for your users, mm -hmm. and that would have been fantastic. Walk and require the MFA, yeah. that's awesome. Yeah. So any other kind of you know big benefits that, to the organization or to your users you would call out from, a, from using these cloud services from Microsoft? Well, there's, there's numerous. Um, we actually have a lot of capability in expanding overseas because we're leveraging Azure, uh, and because we're leveraging, quite frankly, the infrastructure as a service and platform as a service capability. 
uh, with the Azure AD, we actually are able to leverage and give accounts to people in the cloud that don't necessarily have uh, on-prem accounts. Yep. Uh, as one small example, we may be 115,000 employees, but of that 115, we've got about 12,000 people internally uh, that have, you know, that really leverage the uh, the ABM infrastructure. So having that cloud credential, having that identity in the cloud, really helps us uh, extend services to a much broader uh, base of our employees. That's great. That's absolutely fantastic. That's actually a yeah. fascinating number. 12,000 that are basically on your corporate network. The rest are external out in the world. And that global presence of Microsoft and the investments that we're making, you know, we've made over $15 billion mm -hmm. of CapEx spend as we build Azure out. You know, you're able to take advantage of. That's awesome. I think it's a, it's a fantastic case in point that lots of people don't realize you can be cloud and on-prem. Sure, that's the or hybrid. on-prem and cloud. Yeah. And it just works. It's a, it's a really great place to be. I was just going to say, quite frankly, we, d we don't look at Azure... Uh, cloud services is something separate from us. We yeah. actually look at it as part of our infrastructure. Man, that's uh, awesome. We leverage the System Center Suite, um, Virtual Machine Manager 2012 R2 to ha actually have that single pane of glass where if we need that additional elasticity, if we need to move resources into Microsoft's data centers anywhere in the world, we can. Um, one really cool way that we're actually uh, using Azure IaaS or Infrastructure as a Service is we're spinning up virtual machines in Amsterdam and Ireland and being able to extend our data center capability from uh, our facilities in the United States out to Europe so that we can actually provide service that's closer to the end user, mm -hmm. right? It's closer to the customer, closer to the point of service. That's just awesome. I, you know, yeah. It's just fantastic how you think about the public cloud is just an extension of your, of your on-premises data center, which is, you know, what we've been talking about from a hybrid perspective, you know, for a couple of years now. Well, Otto, we, we can't thank you enough for taking a few minutes today to, to talk with us about, you know, how you're using the services, how you're using Intune and AAD mm -hmm. Premium, and, you know, why it's working for you, and, and why go with Microsoft on that. Thank you very much, and thank you for letting us uh, partner with, in your business with you. Yeah, thank you very much. Absolutely, thank you, and uh, I, th I think it's uh, a lot of great services and capabilities and ABM is definitely a, uh, a large organization that tries to leverage technology to benefit customers and employees. Okay, so that was, that was really rather cool. We've actually just found a customer that's, uh, that's using our stuff in a really, really cool and interesting way. Yeah, I'll tell you um, what's, what's fun on my, on my uh, uh, view of this is because we run this as a service, I literally look at reports every single day of, of the customers and how many devices they're managing, how they're using the service. And it's amazing as we, as we see things, man, we're reacting every single day to new things that we're learning mm -hmm. in the service because we get all this telemetry and we're, yeah. just, we're just so much better because of that. Yeah, I think people forget the amount of telemetry that we can, yeah. we can start to see and having telemetry as, a, as a, the, the creator of these solutions mm -hmm. Means that we can tweak to that. that yeah, and to really be super cool clear, level. this isn't Big Brother watching. No, no, you know, no, no, no. This is literally, you know, we'll do things like we'll experiment. We'll put something new into the service, and we'll maybe turn it on to just a small percentage of the world. But we'll get that feedback, and we'll we'll battle hard, and we'll improve it. Then we turn it on to everybody. That kind of innovation you just can't do in an on-premises product. It really is is hard. Yeah, I mean, right? personal experience trying to battle hard on anything yeah. inside of an enterprise. You've got to maybe roll that out to. 20 or 30 people day one, then 40 or 50 the next day, a couple of hundred after that, and it just doesn't kind of add up. And it's, it's just so fun to watch so these customers, you know, 10,000 devices being managed through Intune and 20,000 and 30,000. It's just fun to watch them expand their use and watch just how, uh, how much they're, they're able to uh, help their businesses 
as, the, as they use these services. It's, it really is awesome. Yeah, it's just incredible. And what about the new plays that we've got coming to market? We've got some cool stuff coming. Um, you teased very quickly in a blog post a couple of days ago about um, email workflows. Yeah. What are we doing around email workflows? Yeah, so we're actually, uh, I'm actually trying to put the, the, the finishing touches on that blog today, in fact. So, um, you know, it's really interesting as I think about email. Um, in the world of mobility, you know, we talk a lot about mobile device management, we talk about application management. What's the first application that every company wants to protect? Email. It's email. I mean, yeah. it is like the killer app for, uh, for mobile devices. And so you, you, we're, in this, we're in this space where organizations really, truly really want to enable users to use their personal devices to do email, but they have to do that in a way that also ensures some level of protection of the corporate assets, you know, a high level of protection. And so really the killer app in, in terms of enterprise mobility is, is secure email. And so what we've been doing, obviously, is working you know, with Apple on what Apple ships in the box, obviously working closely with the Office team and with, with what Office mm -hmm. does. But as, I think, as you think about email, I think I would, I would encourage people to kind of step back and kind of think for a minute. It's, it's just not the email app. When you think about email for a minute, what do you do 10 or 15 times every day when you're in email? You open attachments. Yeah, you touch fast stuff. I've been counting the last couple of days that I've been writing this blog about just how often I open up an attachments. And it's somewhere between 15 and 20 times a day. Mm. You know, and I expect when I open on that attachment, it's going gonna, it's gonna to open up quickly and I'm going to have full fidelity. I'm going to be able to, to, to view the document, edit the document, work in the document. And I think that's the first place that a lot of the MDM vendors just really fall short today, which is... They've got their own custom email application, which I, I believe falls short of what customers want. It, does, yeah. it doesn't give the best experience. But then they've created their own editors or readers for Word, Excel, PowerPoint. You know. mm -hmm. And more often than not, when you go to open that file and try to render it... It's just not full fidelity. It, you can't read it. Yeah. Okay? So you know, as you think about email, I think you have to think about the entire productivity suite. So email, Word, PowerPoint, Excel. And one of the things that we are doing that is just very unique in the market is as these office applications ship later this year they will come natively instrumented to be managed by Intune. Cool. And so through Intune, you'll be able to do deep management of those applications. And you know, when we talk about deep management, it's like the ability to tightly control, if you want to, what's happening in the applications themselves. So where can you go file, save as? You know, where can you do things like copy and paste? And what applications are you allowed to do that with? And that's going to be a, a, a unique value to what we do from a Microsoft perspective. So that's the first thing I would, I would think about. The second thing I think about then is, is organizations want to make sure before they start flowing email down to these devices that they are secure. And so we've also built what we call conditional access. Mm -hmm. And conditional access allows IT to put a policy in place that says, if the device doesn't meet the criteria that we've defined, it's not jailbroken, it's got a power on password, it's encrypted, don't flow email to it. And so in the case you know that a user's got a device and for, you know, maybe they take their power on, they, they take their password off. What happens in the email application is we actually clean the inbox and leave one email left in there that says, your, de your device no longer meets the criteria for the company. Very cool. Click here and we'll help you bring it back into compliance so you can do email again. And so it's, it's, that, it's that literally that, that conditional access which helps organizations protect and secure the assets that are in the email app itself. And I, I think this is going to be super useful for most guys in IT out there because I'll just let you into a little secret. One of the things that I used to do when I was running IT departments, I'd go and have a conversation with the business leaders for the areas that I'm involved in, HR, legal, those kind of areas. And that conversation would normally start with me trying to get them to do something with IT. In order to achieve the action, I'd bribe them. I'd bribe them by giving them the Wi-Fi password, <laughs> the details of the exchange <laughs> server, because then they could add their iPhone sure. directly. Now, IT's oh, going to have the control to prevent, mm -hmm. actually, those kind of leaks, because yeah. IT guys are the worst for leaking this stuff, in my experience. You know, we have this as a... Case in point. Yeah, I am, I am the case in point. I will hold my hand up and, yeah. uh, and admit to that. I'm sure that happens in tons of organizations, and this is 
giving you that point of control, which yeah. no other vendor can yeah. do. And, and, and it's that point of control and security, but you have to also balance that, you know, in the case of email, with the experience that the user has. And I think what, mm -hmm. what we are bringing to the market, you know, integrating with what ships in the box on iOS, for example, with the email app, also with Outlook, I think we are delivering the absolute best experience for the end user. Mm -hmm while ensuring that the, that the corporate content is secure and protected. Yeah, yeah, it's, the, it's a win-win for everybody. So, mm -hmm. fantastic yeah. place to be. Um, what, about, what about you doing things for the next couple of, uh, couple of weeks? I know you're off to uh, yeah. Las Vegas to go and yeah. talk at something cool. Um, what are you thinking about coming up? Yeah, you know, it seems like I spend uh, more time in Las Vegas these days than ever before. Yeah, so we're actually going to go down on Monday and uh, talk at the, um, the Windows IT Pro Dev IT Connections. Looking yeah. forward to that keynote. I think it's at 6 o'clock um, mm -hmm. yeah. Monday evening. There, and there's still tickets available, apparently, for the, uh, for the, con uh, the convention. So um, still possible to go and get hold of those. Yeah, and the great thing about that is, you know, that really is, that's a community of people that, you know, I've worked with, that I've known and, <laughs> and loved for, for decades. You know, a lot of SCCM administrators in there, a lot of Windows Server administrators. Uh, you know, so you know, I'm going to talk a lot about what in this mobile-first, cloud-first world, the innovations that we're doing to help them enable what they do as an IT perspective, but ultimately how they advance the business. Yeah, it's a, it's going to be a cool conference that, and you should be able to see um, Rick, the guy in the hat, along there as well, uh, talking about server stuff. Going to be a really great place to see yeah. a ton of cool things. Thanks very much for um, taking yeah. the time out to uh, to do I, this show. I, with hopefully, me. we did well on the first time on this. And yeah, make this a regular thing. Uh, so far, we seem to have managed to do it in one take, which is uh, pretty impressive. Um, join us on the next show. Uh, it'll be probably about a month or so away, um, but you'll be able to find it right here on exactly the same web page that you're looking at right now. Thanks, Simon. Thank you very much. Mm -hmm.